Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. Well, many of you probably know who Tony Robbins is. He's the uh, famous motivational speaker. Uh, He wrote Awakening the Giant Within, and whenever you've written posts, a few times people have brought Tony Robbins up. Anyways, uh, it's been 20 years since his last book, and he's just come out with a new one. It's called Money, Master the Game. And in this book, Tony Robbins interviews some of the world's most richest, wealthiest, successful investors to find out what average Joes can do and learn from them to invest their money so they can be set up for success. And this uh, book, Money Master the Game, isn't your typical like, you know, think and grow rich type thing where you just think positive thoughts and money will magically appear. Tony gets really uh, detailed on what you can do to set yourself up for financial success. And it's really boring stuff. Things like using index funds, having a balanced portfolio, taking care of insurance so you can protect yourself in case of an emergency, having an emergency fund. But what makes this book different from other personal finance books that I've read, it just gets in the nitty gritty, like super detailed. And so it's a big, thick old book. Anyways, today on the podcast, we're going to discuss what pissed Tony off so much that made him want to write this book, why the mistakes and myths that many Americans believe that put them in uh, financial peril, why baby boomers are ill-prepared for retirement, why you shouldn't invest your money in actively managed mutual funds and what you should do instead. And then also what you can do to maintain a healthy relationship with money so that sure you can focus on building a stable financial life, but you don't want money to become the sole pursuit and let it canker your soul. So we're going to talk about what you can do about that as well. So all in all, a very fascinating and just a lot of actionable takeaways from this podcast. So let's get on with it. Tony Robbins, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so your new book is called Money, Master the Game. But before we get into it, this is your first book you've written in 20 years. Uh, what have you been doing and why did you come back after all this time with a book about investing and financial instruments? Well, Brett, I, you know, it's, uh, I got a few day jobs. <laughs> I, you know, I'm on a plane about every four or five days. I, I go to 15 countries with my events. Uh, I might see sometimes 200,000, 250,000 people in a year. So, um, and I have a series of other companies, but what pushed me over the edge to finally write a book was uh, in 2008 when I saw so many people suffering. You know, I grew up really in a pretty tough environment financially where, you know, we lost our cars were taken from us, our homes were moved, there was no money for food at times. So when I saw people losing their homes and losing half of their net worth, and I knew it had been manipulated, it made me crazy. And I thought the government for sure was going to do something. And when they didn't two years later, I was kind of obsessed with every article every documentary that showed how this occurred. And I watched um, a documentary called Inside Job, which was later on the Academy Award. 
Matt Damon did the intro, the voiceover of it. But, you know, at the end of this thing, you saw step-by-step step how a small number of people destroyed their whole economy, and then the punishment they received was for us to bail them out. But worse than that, we put them in charge of the recovery so they could make more money. And, um, you know, you watch that thing at the end, you're either really pissed off and angry or you're really depressed because there are no solutions. And I thought to myself, there's got to be a solution. And this book was that solution because I said, you know, I have access. I have a gift that most people don't have. I, most people know me or know of me don't know that I've been coaching one of the top 10 financial traders in the world for 21 years. His name is Paul Tudor Jones. And Paul's not lost money in 21 years. I'm talking about the 2000 stock market crash. He made a ton. In 1987, he made a ton. But, uh, you know, back in 2008, you know, when the market was down 50%, he made 28% positive. So I've been with him shoulder to shoulder through all of that. And I figured, my God, I've learned so much. But what if I also interviewed 50 of the most brilliant financial minds in the world, people that start with nothing and became multi-billionaires? You know, what about, you know, hedge fund, top hedge fund guys? What about, you know, the Nobel laureates out there? So I went to that side of the table. And when I was done, I figured, okay, now if I can simplify this, I can now teach people things that nobody's ever taught them before. I can take the average investor and show them how to really win. It's like leveling the playing field and taking the best of Wall Street to Main Street. Fantastic. Uh, you know, you talked about some of the, what got you angry, like people just losing their homes, losing their retirement savings. Um, and the statistics about how, how ill-prepared people are for retirement, particularly baby boomers, and you talk about that in your book, it's really sobering. Um, what, mis what mistake, do these individuals make mistakes or do they believe myths that were out there about how you plan for your retirement or your, how you plan your financial life? What, what happened there? Well, there's a couple of things. One is there's been a change in our society in the last generation, and that is it used to be, you know, prior to you and I getting into the workforce, that you worked your tail off, you went to school, you went to work for a big company, and you moved up to the organization by adding value, and eventually you retired and you had a thing called a pension. <laughs> Unless you work for the state or federal government, it's probably not something you've heard of recently because a pension is an income for life, however long you live. That stuff's gone, and we replaced it with a 401k, which was never designed to be a pension. A 401k was designed for wealthy people to be able to set aside a little extra money. And what happened is, you know, companies couldn't afford the size and demands of a pension anymore in the competitive world we were dealing with. And so we moved a 401k as a de facto strategy. And, of course, the challenge is one out of three, you know, baby members today has a $1,000 saved for retirement. It's wow. insane. And the rest have their money in a 401k. And they don't know how to run that 401k. They don't even know what's in that 401k. And if they are in the 401k, they put their money in a mutual fund. And here's the first big myth. You know, you think if you put your money in a mutual fund, obviously, that's a professional manager. I work for a living. I, I don't manage money. So obviously, they're going to do a better job. Well, the truth of the matter is that the statistics show, and I got this from everybody from Warren Buffett to, you know, the people, the university studies, is that nobody beats the market. There's a few unicorns like Ray Dalio or Warren Buffett. There's, you know, Paul Tudor Jones. There might be six or seven people that actually built the market, beat the market consistently, but they're not available to the general public. So a mutual fund is a failure. 96% of the time, they fail to even match the market. Well, the 4% that make it, you think, I'm going to find them. You're not going to find them by going to Morningstar, which is what few people might do, because whoever's a five-star Morningstar doesn't stay a five-star. So, you know, I try to explain to people by giving them a metaphor. You know, if you've ever played blackjack, you know the goal is to get to 21, but if you go over 21, you lose. Close up to 21 wins. So if you get two face cards and you got 20, you know, is your inner idiot going to say, hit me and hit with a weird chance and maybe you get the ace and win? Well, if 
if you do three hit me, you have an 8% chance of, of getting an ace. You only have a 4% chance of getting a mutual fund. So what has happened to these people is two things. The world has gotten so complex in the financial world. People are fearful because markets have become extremely volatile all around the world. And so what's happened is a significant number of people never get in the game. They think, I have to have a bunch of money, and i got to make a bunch of money to make money. And that is the single biggest mistake I'm sure you've seen, and all of your listeners have, people that win the lottery, and they're broke five years later, seven years later, eight years later. Or all these athletes that make these huge fortunes, and they end up with nothing. Or movie stars. I mean, Kim Basinger, when I was growing up, you know, she was the top actress in the field. She was getting $10 million a picture. She bought a $20 million town in Texas. Bankrupt. You know, you can look over and see somebody like Mike Tyson, a guy made a half a billion dollars in income and went bankrupt. You know, Michael Jackson was virtually bankrupt right before he passed away and died. So it doesn't matter how much money you earn. Contrast that to Theodore Johnson. Theodore Johnson is a guy that worked for UPS, started out as a driver, Never made more than $14,000 a year in his life. Never more than fourteen grand. But in his senior years, it was worth $70 million. Now, how the hell do you do that in fourteen grand? The answer is really simple. I, you ask Warren Buffett, Warren, why are you rich? He says three things. One, I'm rich because I grew up in America where there's opportunity. Two, I got great genes, so I lived a long time. And three, compound interest. This kid, this man, Theodore Johnson, just took compound interest. And he did the first thing I teach, which is stop thinking you need a billion dollars and take a percentage of what you earn today, as little as it may be, and automate it so you never see it. He had 20% taken out of his check to put in an investment account. So that sounds huge. Most people say, I can't save 10%. Well, even if you save 5% and you go to your employer and say, every raise I get in the future, take out 3% and don't let me ever see it, Research shows that if you do that over a 10, 12 period of time, you'll be saving 15% before you know it. We start saving 15%. Financial problems are not going to be yours if you're moving forward, especially for your audience. Your audience has got time to certainly become financially wealthy. So that's the very first step, and it's really what most people fail to do. Okay. So you mentioned uh, a mutual funds. That's where a lot of people go. And I think people go there because that's where the market, like you watch the TV commercials, right? Or you read the pamphlets and say, yeah. wow, this sounds great. Um, but yeah, they don't perform well. Where should people put their money in? Then if mutual funds actively, uh, manage mutual funds, aren't the place to go. And you brought, you brought the right language active. See, if you're hiring somebody and they're having to decide which funds to put together, which stocks to put together into a fund, they just don't beat the market. What you want to do is own the market itself. And the world we live in today, that's called an index fund. In fact, I interviewed Jack Bogle who's the creator of index funds. He's now 85 years old. He's been in the stock market for 63 years. And he wanted to create a way for the average investor, anybody, take a tiny amount of money and get a piece of all the biggest companies in the stock market. So he has the Vanguard 500, which is like the S&P 500. And it's the biggest company. So it's Coca-Cola, it's Exxon, it's these companies. And what happens is you get a little piece of all of them. But here's the real secret. Why would you do that versus a mutual fund? Because the mutual fund... First of all, it doesn't beat the market because it's some mix. It's not all 500. It's a mix of what they think will make sense, which never does long-term. But also, number two, it's the cost. To have that manager make those decisions, they bury huge costs. And when you ask somebody, how much does your mutual fund cost you? 99% of people I've asked, I've asked during this whole media tour, I've had one person think they knew the number, the rest had no clue, and the one who thought they knew the number, they were dead wrong. So here's why. Most people, if they think they know, they'll say it's about 1%. That's what most you know, money managers will throw around. But 1% is called the expense ratio. 
that is like the beginning of the sticker shock. If you read that actual 50-page prospectus that comes with, your, with you know, your mutual fund, which nobody does, you'll find there are 17 other costs. They may not call them fees, but they're costs. They come off the top, and you don't, you don't get any money until that's handled. So Forbes did an article, and they said the average mutual fund today costs 3.17. Now, probably lose your readers. I go, who gives a shit about 3%? You've got to remember, just the same way that 14000 was compounded at $70 million, compound fees compound also. It's called the tyranny of compounding fees. And so what happens is for every 1% you give up over the lifetime of your investing, that's 20% of all you're ever going to earn. So if you give up 3%, you're giving up 60%. So try this on for size. If I said to you, here's an investment I want you to make. I want you to put up all the money. I want you to take all the risk. I'm going to put up no money. I'm going to put up no risk. If you lose, I still get paid. And if you win, I get paid more. In fact, I get 60% of your total return. Would you make the deal? Most people say, are you crazy? That's what $13 trillion with the mutual funds are based on. So actively managed. So you want to go not active. You want to go passive. Passive means just you just buy the market. And so here's a, here's a perfect metaphor for you. Right now, you can buy the Vanguard 500. You get a piece of all the top 500 companies in the stock market from Vanguard, but 0.17 is your cost. That's less than two-tenths of a percent, as opposed to 3.17. So you understand what that magnitude means. If you found out you paid $350,000 for you know, a Honda Accord, and your neighbor got the same car for $20,000, which is the, the equivalent number, 0.17 versus 3.17, that's the difference, 20 grand versus 350 grand. Or another way of putting it would be, if you had two people, and one is, and they both invest, they get the same return. Let's say they start out with, uh, you know, $100,000. And at 35 years old, they put that money aside, and they forget about it, and they grow it at 7% a year. And they never add anything else. And they do it for 30 years until they're 65. Well, that 100 grand, with no other help, if it grows at 7%, will be worth $574,000 when you turn 65, 30 years from now. But if you pay 3% in fees, it's not worth 574. It's not worth 500. It's not worth 400. It's not. It's worth 324,000. A quarter of a million less, or a better way of describing it, 77 percent less money, and you got the same return. Wow. The only difference was the fees. So I show people how to protect themselves. See, most people, you're, you're the chess piece. I want to make you the chess player. I want to make you the insider. So this never happens to you. And so all that money goes in your pocket. Wedding season is coming up, and if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. 
It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone, if something happens to me? Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the Masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of knowing a negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. So set aside money early and often and focus on index funds as opposed to actively managed mutual funds. Well, that's one. That's one, one part. approach. But, one part. Uh, you know, as I work, as I run the book, you know, you got to remember, I interviewed Carl Icahn, I interviewed Ray Dalio. Now, let's talk about Ray for a second. Yeah. Most people don't don't even know Ray's name, right? So, but in the investment world, I mean, President of the United States knows Ray. You know, Janet Yellen, the head of the Fed, knows Ray. The Premier of China knows Ray. In fact, my dad went to go see him. The Premier, you know, reached out and wanted some coaching. He manages money for for countries. You know, a large hedge fund where rich people will tend to put their money. Might be fifteen billion dollars, B. But Ray is one hundred and sixty billion, ten times larger than the largest hedge funds. Wow. So I want to sit down with him, and this is a man to give you perspective that you know, in order to get give him any money, 
10 years ago, you had over $5 billion net worth, you'd have $100 million. Now, 10 years ago, you stopped taking money. So now it doesn't matter what you got, you won't take it. I spent three hours with him. And as I'm doing it, I said to him, I asked him questions, and I asked all of the people that I interviewed, and that was, look, if you couldn't give your money to your children, and all you could give them was a strategy, uh, a, a set of rules, uh, a, a portfolio, if you will, what would it be if you were trying to help them start with nothing and build the financial freedom and also not have that crazy ups and downs in the market? Is there a way to do it? And Ray said to me, there's absolutely a way to do it. I spent 10 years of my life putting it together. It's called the all-weather strategy. And literally, you make money no matter what the weather, whether the market's going up or the market's going down, whether, that's, whether there's, you know, gold is going up or down, whether you're in a place where, you know, you, you see real estate going up or down, doesn't matter. And I said, well, explain it to me. He laid it all out for me. And I said, this is brilliant. We spent, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes talking about it. And I said, but you know, the problem is the average person just doesn't have any time. And you just got done telling me the average person is never going to make money going to a wealth manager or to a money manager or, you know, to a mutual fund. So I said, what you told me is great, but it's not going to help somebody because they need to know the percentages. I mean, you like told me, make the best chocolate cake, but here's what you do. Use some chocolate, use some sugar. I need to know the percentage of each of those. That's where the secret is. He goes, well, Tony, that's my secret sauce. I said, right. He goes, I can't give you that. And he went through the whole 100 billion, you know, 5 billion, 100 million thing. And I said, yeah, but you're not taking money. So why not give it? I mean, you're one of the most generous human beings I've ever met. I said, you're giving away half your net worth eventually anyway. Why don't you help the average person out right now? And he said, well, it's really complex. I said, well, I can make things simple. I'm pretty smart at that. He said, well, there's leverage. I said, why don't you design one without leverage? So we designed something. It's not the all-weather strategy. It's slightly different, but it's based on the same principle. It's called all-season. And if you take this strategy and you apply it, if you back-test it, not make up some Monte Carlo of what you think the future will be, but if you back-test it, not for a year, five, or ten, but for 75 years, the modern period of investing, you find out he's been successful in making money 85% of the time. And when it little times it lost money, its average loss is 1.6%. In fact, the largest loss, think about it, the last 10 years, there have been two 50% ups and downs in the market, 2000, 2008. You lost half of all you have. And think about how volatile the market has been in 75 years. In 75 years, the most they've ever lost is 4%, not even 4, minus 3.95%. Wow. And the average return has been just under 10 so it is the smoothest ride anybody I've shown it to has ever seen in their life. And he gave it for free. I mean, you can go get my book and you can go apply this yourself 15 minutes a year and you're done. Or you can have somebody else do it for you. But this is just one of many strategies. I also got David Swenson. David Swenson is from Yale. He took $1 billion in funds of Yale and turned it to $23.9 billion, $24 billion in two decades, almost a billion a year. You can imagine that. And he gave me his exact portfolio of what he would suggest for somebody who wants to build. So the book is not just index funds. That's interesting. And some people already know that. If, if you're going to invest in the market alone, then index funds, yes, and you reduce your fees. But if you're really looking to maximize your return and reduce your risk, then you got to look at what the best investors in the world talk about. And that's why one of the principles is invest like the 0.001%, not the 1%, the 0.001% of the people I interviewed. I interviewed 50 and I put 12 interviews shortened versions of those interviews, massively shortened in the book because the interviews were three hours long, so 75-page notes for each interview. But I did about 12 pages of some of the core principles with each of 12 of the best investors on earth. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. A common thread through all of them was their, like their strategy was don't lose money. Like That was their top priority. And then like yeah, making I, money came I, in later. 
Well, you know what's interesting? There are two things they're obsessed by. They're, they're all different. Like Carl Icahn goes and shakes the C-suite and threatens, if you don't maximize this business, I'm going to knock and throw you out. Uh, and then you go to somebody like you know Jack Bogle who says, live the index. Then you go to somebody like Paul Tudor who's a macro trader. They all do different things. But the one thing they all have in common is these two obsessions. One, as you said, they don't lose. And the reason they don't lose is they know if I lose 50%, I got to make 100% to get even. That could take years. That could take a decade. That could take an enormous amount of time, energy, and risk. On the other hand, though, they know they're going to be wrong, so they have a plan to protect themselves. So the one thing that they do to protect themselves and make money is they live for what's called asymmetrical risk-reward. Asymmetrical risk-reward simply means most people think these wealthy people take huge risks and make these huge rewards. The truth is they take the least amount of risk possible for the maximum amount of upside. So in Paul Tudor Jones' example, he'll, he, his strategy is, I want to risk a dollar because I believe I can make five. I know I'm going to be wrong some of the time. So if I risk a dollar and lose five, and now I go risk another dollar, I risk two now and make five, I'm still doing great. I can risk four out of five times and still be in great shape. And he's not wrong four out of five times. Or another example is Kyle Bass. Kyle Bass took $30 million and turned it into hundred, excuse me, $2 billion from $30 million in two years in the middle of the worst economic crisis we've had in 80 years. How did he do it? He did it because he never risked more than six cents to make a dollar. I mean, think about that. If you're a six cents to make a dollar, he fails. Now he spends another six cents. He spent 12 cents to make a dollar. If, he, if he's wrong four times, it's 24 cents to make a dollar. I mean, he could be wrong 15 times and still make money, and he wasn't wrong 15 times. So that's one of the biggest things that people learn in the book. How do I get asymmetrical risk reward? Listen, my friend, they're, they're taking me out of here for my next meeting. You have one last question. Yeah, one last question. So uh, we, we talked about all this, uh, you know, how to make money, but how do you uh, maintain a healthy relationship with money um, while you're trying to get your financial house in order so it doesn't like canker your soul or let it become your obsession? Well, I think the fastest way is to, is to disavow yourself of the bull beliefs that people have, that money changes you. Money will make you more of what you are. If you're mean, you have more to be mean with. If you're loving and giving, you'll be more loving and giving with it. It's a total story that you're going to become obsessed by unless you already screwed up, in which case you should go to work on yourself. <laughs> but with the vast majority of people, what they'll find when they have more abundance is that they'll be more of who they are. They'll be a bit more relaxed. And so I think we make this whole story up in our society because people are so afraid to be judged. It's not what money does to you. It's your fear about other people judging you. Because if we live in a society where money is a reflection of power. So if, you, if people have money, some people are embarrassed they have it. Some people are humiliated they don't have it. It's like a shapeshifter. It's like a canvas. Whatever you project on it, that's what it is for you. But ultimately, it's portable power. You, you can use money to save a life. You can use money to put out a life. I mean, it can create or it can destroy. You can start a business or you can put somebody out of business. So I really look at it this way. I say, look, it's a tool. It's a tool you need to master. If you don't master money, it's going to master you. And stop all the stories in your head about all the emotion about it. The emotion is your own normal emotion. You have it about other things, too. All it is is that money is something that people identify with. And so often, if someone's doing well, rather than saying, I'm not doing as well, and I'd like to really learn from them, which is a little scary because what if I try and fail – Instead, we have to subscribe some negative motivation to them. They don't give a shit about anybody. I mean, in my book, I'm donating all the money from this book to charity and then some. I was fed when I was 11 years old. That changed my life. So I've been feeding people ever since. Started with two, then four, then eight families. And I built it, you know, over the years till I've fed 42 million people. So when I was working on this book, I said, okay, I'm going to donate the money. Well, I'm donating 50 million meals. 
I got people writing me going, oh, you're just in the money and you're an asshole. And I, my book will never sell 50 million deals. I'm writing a big check way beyond what I got in this book. So people don't want to be confused with the facts. If you're going to try to please everybody else, you're going to have no life. The only way not to be criticized is do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. I, I'm not willing to do that. Neither was Aristotle, and neither should you. Awesome. Well, Tony Robbins, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. Our guest today was Tony Robbins. He is the author of the book, Money, Master the Game, Seven Simple Steps to Financial Freedom. You can find that on Amazon.com and books everywhere. You can also go to MoneyMasterTheGame.com for more information and for some free resources. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness podcast at artofmanliness.com. And uh, I really appreciate it if you go check out our online store at store.artofmanliness.com. We just released this really fantastic Benjamin Franklin inspired journal. We basically took Benjamin Franklin's personal diary and virtue charts that he created for himself to live a better life and replicated it. It looks really great, and it's selling like hotcakes. It makes a great Christmas gift, a great birthday present. So you can find that on store.artofmanliness.com, and your purchases there will support the show and support the website. So I'd really appreciate that. So until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.